Hello and welcome back. Okay, green team, I'm so excited about this week's guest. I have known her for two decades now. So this week we sit down and talk with Marissa Cleary. She just graduated from Kent State University with her degree in zoology and environmental studies. She'll be moving to the Caribbean next year for veterinary school and tells us all about the school and the experience she will get there. She's currently an intern at the Ohio Ocean Foundation where they raise awareness about the connection between Ohio and the ocean. Marissa has a passion for conservation of wildlife and the environment, specifically the ocean. Marissa shares a love of sea turtles with Natalie, and they discuss that. She enjoys eating plant-based and finding ways to have a sustainable lifestyle while being a busy college student. Marissa talks a lot about the Ohio Ocean Foundation and what they do and some of the events that they hold. And then we also mention about the Sea Shepherd organization as well as artist Geo Rutherford. All of those links are here in the description for you if you want to check those out. All right, green team, let's get started. Hi, I'm Jess Taylor. And I'm Natalie Ringeis. And we love the green life. Welcome to our podcast. We are both teachers, mamas, nature lovers, and passionate about changing the world we live in and helping to save the planet by inspiring others. Join us as we discuss practical ways to live a more sustainable, healthy, and green life for you, your family, and even your fur babies. Love the Green Life is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that promotes cruelty-free, chemical-free, and compassionate living. You can learn more about us and what we do at lovethegreenlife.org and on Facebook and Instagram at lovethegreenlife.org. Are you ready to take the next step in your green journey? Well, you are in luck because we have officially relaunched our plant power program and we are so ready to work with you. Whether you are somebody who wants to cut out harmful chemicals from your food and need help understanding ingredients and labels, or you're just wanting help in reaching your goals, breaking some habits, and even if you are already on an alternative diet like being a vegan or gluten-free, dairy-free, any of those things, and you just need some help with meal planning and navigating some social aspects. This program is for everyone. It's a 13-week lifestyle program. It is not a weight loss program or a nutrition course. It's not designed to turn you into a vegan. It is a program designed to help you live a better, healthier, and greener life and eat cleaner with some more veggies in it. We do this in a way that makes sense for busy families and to fit into your daily life to help you succeed at it. We have added some great features to our program. We're so excited about this relaunch. You will get all 13 modules with weekly doable action steps, community support, bi-weekly Q&A office hours where you get to ask us any questions you have and you can get the help and support that you need on what you specifically have going on in your life. You will also get two one-on-one calls with us so we can support you with your specific goals. In Plant Power, you will be meal planning like a pro. You'll be setting goals and changing habits, shopping smarter, learning about healthy swaps, and getting some great recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks too. We are so excited to say that Plant Power is now up and accepting new members. It truly is an honor to be able to go on this journey with you. To learn more about Plant Power, apply and sign up. Head to lovethegreenlife.org slash plantpower for all the details. 
And make sure if you are not already on our email list to head to lovethegreenlife.org and get on our email list. This way you will have up-to-date information as we roll out more. And you'll even get a plant-based journey guide just for signing up for our email list. We are so looking forward to working with you and helping you truly love the green life. So hi, Marissa. Hello. And I'm Natalie. Hi, Jess. Hi. (laughs) And as much as I would want today's episode to be nothing but about sea turtles, because I hear that that's your favorite animal, Marissa. Yes. (laughs) And that's my spirit animal. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I really love sea turtles as well. And already we're best friends. So I can't wait to hear more about what you do. (laughs) And, um, you could tell us about just your green journey and how you're connected to the great lakes today. I know you're a Kent state student and, um, you have some things to share with everybody about the waterways and what we can do to impact those positively. And we're going to talk more about you being a college student and, um, living a plant-based lifestyle, um, in, 2022 and what that's like and how you can navigate that on a budget and such like, and, um, what did I miss? See that you'll have to cut out. <laughs> that's not <a> good. <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to end it nicely. So today I can't wait to raise more awareness and just talk about the connection between Ohio and the ocean. Awesome. Before we start, Marissa, I just want to say that I'm very happy that you're here today because people don't know that I've known you your entire life. (laughs) And so this is a very special episode for me. And I'm sure a lot of our, well, you know, some of our board members, they've been a part of your entire life too, and other people that follow us. So it's a very special episode. And I'm just, I'm very honored that you came on here to talk to us and I've just seen you grow up and it's amazing. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. That -hmm. pulls my heartstrings. For those of you that don't know, Jess and I are past teachers, Mm -hmm. Um, Jess, a performing arts teacher. And with just the nature of that, of the, of that, she's with children for a really long time. She gets to watch them grow. I also looped with many of my elementary classes and was with the same children for you know, two or more years at, for some of them, and you get quite attached to those lives and those families and the growth of all of those little people. And, oh, I get goosebumps thinking about that. Maybe one day we can have one of my students on. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yay, Marissa. Thank you for being brave. (laughs) No, it's fun. I'm so excited to be here. All right, well, let's jump in. And a lot of this stuff is even new to me because, you know, you've graduated high school a while ago, so I haven't been in your day-to-day life. So I'm excited to catch up and hear everything you're doing. And I love that it's just so in line with the things that we do. It's awesome. And just seeing like your love of animals Mm -hmm. when you were younger and wanting a cat so bad and all of that stuff, like... I I love to see like where that took you. So why don't you just start by telling us about your green journey, how you got into the field of animal welfare and conservation and yeah, let's hear about that. Awesome. Yeah. So I feel like it kind of started out, like, as you had said, like I was always into animals. I just knew I wanted to be a vet. 
as you know, you always hear people say like, I've always just like, I said, like, when I grew up, I want to be a vet. That's how it was. Um, and then as you know, I graduated high school, I had to actually think about like what my what my major is going to be. Um, and so I just couldn't see anything but, you know, pre vet. Um, so Kent had zoology. So that's what I'm about to graduate with on Saturday, actually. Um, Yay, congratulations. <laughs> so yeah, zoology was a major I chose. Um, and then with I joined the pre vet club. And with, you know, preparing for vet school, you have to volunteer shadow a bajillion and one things you have to do so I started doing that close by Kent there's um happy trails which I know Jess you're familiar with at least yeah and they were on here yeah yeah okay yeah yeah they're awesome so we volunteered there a bunch as a club I started doing my own volunteering I'd never had exposure to farm animals or anything like that I fell in love with cows they're one of my favorite animals now. Me too. I love Aww. I love cows and pigs. I love their huge pigs there. Those yes. major big ones. Those are my favorite. I love, love them. Yeah. So they were awesome. I did that throughout COVID too. So that was interesting, but they were like op- open to volunteering. Um, so I started doing oh, wow. that. Nice. And then kind of around then is when I was like, I didn't eat much meat anyway, um, but then I kind of decided to be vegetarian. Um, and yeah, then I got involved in a club at Kent called Ocean Motion, and they kind of are just about like raising awareness with ocean conservation. So I I had started getting interest. Obviously, I've always loved sea turtles. Um, and as I started doing shadowing at clinics, I was just like, I don't know if I could like see myself like working as a vet, like with cats and dogs, like you know, there's other options. So as you know, I learned in pre-vet club, I was like, oh, I could be wildlife, aquatic. They obviously have large animal, like at happy trails. So I kind of was open to more of like the wildlife conservation type, like rescues and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, then I was like, okay, I like aquatics. So I was in that ocean motion club. And then I became their social media coordinator. So they would just post a bunch of stuff just about like conservation of like aquatic life and stuff like that in the oceans. So that's kind of where I like got all my research under my belt of like, wow, like look at all the stuff that's happening, like with climate change and like mm-hmm. how it's affecting like, you know, sea turtles are like all endangered. Um, so I really like kind of, it like opened my eyes and I was like, I didn't really know this. Like I had heard obviously about climate change, global warming, but I just really wasn't like exposed and like, I want to do something about it. So that made me I just got so into it. Like I just became a new passion and I was like, okay, I love like all of this. So I really started focusing on sustainability, you know, zero waste, everything like that. Um, Cause I had just like learned about what it's doing to like the wildlife. Cause that was kind of my first interest was like about the animals. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then now it's just developed into just like, yeah, overall, I've just like love being like sustainable and like trying to get my friends and family. I'm like, don't you dare use plastic straws. <laughs> like so yeah it's just kind of become this whole like thing and it's kind of come full circle now it's like all coming together because I I'm going to St. Kitts for in the Caribbean for vet school now so they're all about conservation like on the island like at a community level like the locals there um they have like a sea turtle monitoring network where they um you know really like focus on conserving like sea turtles and like turn like the lights on like the island all turn off around like nesting season so that like they don't have to worry about lights messing anything up um so they're all about that and I definitely yeah I definitely just want to kind of merge like vet med like once I become a vet I really want to um kind of use that platform to also like 
because I'm going to be firsthand seeing like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to see the sea turtle. It could be from plastic that they're in like the rescue or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to kind of firsthand see what is going on and what like plastic pollution is doing, what climate change is doing. So it's kind of like all full circle coming together. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. It kind of started with animals and then the conservation sustainability came in and now it's just all my life. (laughs) It's a beautiful journey. Mm -hmm. You It, it really, this is why this is our first question to pretty much everyone, yeah. because this is, it's so interesting yeah. how one piece of nature can branch and blossom into the fabric of who you've become as a, not only as an academic, but as a professional and now as just human interest. And yeah. now, you know, it's family conversation and you're oh. telling everybody at the restaurant, don't get straws. Um, <laughs> Jess and I, as long as well as our whole community, we could totally relate to yeah. that. And I think that's such a huge piece that I want to highlight is just like a little piece of nature that one small change that you can make can spark such um, immense like motivation to do so much more. So thank you for sharing that so eloquently. And I loved hearing about it. Oh my goodness. You got to go to the Caribbean girl. I know. Yeah. That was my next question. Well played. That is incredible. So how, like, how long is this, how long is your vet program there? Like, yeah. How did you get into that? Cause that's, that seems like something really cool. You know, that probably most people who are going to vet school aren't doing that of course not yeah so well obviously you know I was like I want to go to vet school and you have your all your in-state like we obviously have Ohio State here and for vet school um and it's very hard to get into like vet school in general um and I randomly came across like Ross vet school and like they're in the Caribbean obviously and I just like through looking um reading all the stuff about them I was like I think I want to go here like it just seemed like the absolute perfect place like I love the ocean I love aquatic life just everything was like I feel like I need to go there so I told my parents and they were like you're kidding right like (laughs) like, how many vet schools in the states like just go there and I was like no I want to try for for Ross um so I did apply to three in the states and then Ross um and Ross was perfect like luckily the only one that accepted me because they were like my top choice anyway um oh wow I know. So it did. I was like, well, luckily they accepted me because I, they're my top choice. Um, but yeah, so I'll be doing that next year. Um, what was the other parts of the question? You asked? Oh, oh, I just asked uh, how long is the program and like, yeah. when are you going? I'm just curious. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like an accelerated program. So most vet schools, you get like your summers off and it's like four years long. Um, but they're accelerated. So you don't really get summer breaks. You just get two week breaks between each semester. So it's technically like 3.25 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And like my last year for clinicals, I will come back to the States actually. And it's like kind of a feel, I like they're partnered with um, some state vet schools and you go to your clinicals. So I could like end up at OSU or somewhere random. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, it's accelerated. Um, and I'm going to be starting in May of 2023. So like a year. Um, and I, that's actually being pushed back. I I got accepted for January, but, um, Shannon's wedding is in April. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And it would be right before finals week. So I was like, I think I I talked to my advisor and I was like, we got to push it back because I can't come back and forth right before. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm pushing back vet school because of Shannon. So (laughs) 
And Shannon is her sister who I've also known her whole life. So <laughs> yeah. 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 And you, they're very, very close. So clearly, yeah, that would be too hard. Yeah, I'll <laughs> live that one down. I'd be like, I pushed back vet school for you. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Anytime you need her to do something for you, <laughs> pull that one out. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. So what are you going to do like in the year in between? Do you have like, cause you're interning now, plans? right? Yeah. That my internship's going to be ending. I'm still going to kind of help out throughout the summer. Cause like, I like it a lot. So, um, we just do a lot of like events and stuff like that. So I'll still probably help out during the summer. Um, but yeah, right now, yeah, that's kind of ending. I'm about to graduate. Um, I am working at the humane society, so I'm going to continue that. I'm like a vet assistant there. Um, oh. So I'm going to continue that throughout the year, you know, obviously just get some money in my savings <laughs> before going and being in debt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to adult yeah. life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of the organization, the, the Sea Shepherd? No, I don't think I have. They have a Cleveland branch um, and actually a friend of mine runs it. They um, do, they work with uh, like the one person who started it was a fisherman and he saw a lot of what commercial fishing does to the environment and to animal life and just the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And so he started this, um, organization about it and they do have a Cleveland branch that goes in monthly. They clean up the beaches of Lake Erie and stuff. So it just made me think, of yeah. something that you may be interested in that I can always awesome. drop you info if you yeah if you want to know anything more about them the guy who started actually came and spoke at VegFest one of the years that I volunteered there um it's really interesting so might be something that interests you or anyone else that's into you know the the waterways and how to you know conserve those yeah so I have a question so you're inter. I know you're working with the Humane Society, but you're also interning with the Ohio Ocean Foundation. Could you say, I have two questions. So one is like, can you just say a little bit about the Ohio Ocean Foundation, just what their mission is? Um, and maybe we can connect that with um, just Ohio's aquatic species. I'm a big fan of like, I taught Ohio animals to pretty much every child that I've been within a nine foot radius with <laughs> the last 14 years. 15 years. <laughs> so I want to, I totally want to make sure we like touch on like Ohio's mm-hmm. aquatic right. environment and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's so, the Ohio ocean foundation? Let's start there. Yeah. So they, um, their mission is to raise awareness about the connection between Ohio and the ocean. Um, cause most people are, you know, they're going to associate ocean with like coastal cities and like that direct kind of impact, but Ohio is indeed connected through the waterways. Um, so, um, the Cuyahoga river goes all the way up to Lake Erie, and then that will dump out into the Atlantic ocean through the St. Lawrence seaway. So, you know, anything in the Cuyahoga river, which it goes through Kent, right where I'm at and stuff. Um, so anything that might get in the waterways there could literally just travel eventually out to the, the Atlantic ocean. 
And then the other rivers below that kind of the Cuyahoga River, so like in more of like the south part of Ohio, um, they go through like the Mississippi watershed, which will take you all the way down like near Florida. So any kind of rivers in Ohio are going to eventually get out to the ocean. And my coordinator with my internship, she actually went out to um, a national park in Florida and no like humans are allowed on this national park. Like no one like steps foot, but they did go there to do a trash cleanup. Um, and even though no one's allowed on these like beaches or anything, they picked up 707 pounds of trash just because it had kind of accumulated and they found a Cincinnati Bengals balloon. So like just a clear thing of like, oh, something from Ohio made its way all the way down. Wow. So it was kind of just like perfect, exactly what we like, you know, raise awareness about is that yeah. stuff from Ohio will make its way down. So yeah, that's kind of what we do. We will table at events. We, um, you know, with not COVID, we used to go and speak at like classes. So maybe now that um, like next year, we might be able to go back and like mm -hmm. speak in classes with like, you know, younger students and stuff. Um, and then we plan like trash cleanups is a really big thing we like. So that kind of goes along with Sea Shepherd. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like we go to like beaches and do trash cleanups, um, stuff like that. We do also a newer event we've done is clothing swaps. Um, so which are just like a nice sustainable like fashion type of event uh, so that gets some people out and you kind of just like bring clothes and you trade so you know instead of oh, buying yeah stuff, you just trade with people it's a lot more environmentally friendly um, so yeah it's just kind of like all like about sustainability which you know I love so it's just it's just a perfect internship for me that yeah. is so awesome oh. That's awesome. Marissa, you are like my idol now. <laughs> like <laughs> everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, I you love, love it. it. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. Yeah. Uh, um, Natalie, you had a second part to your yeah, question. Yeah, so before. like I was thinking just like a state of the union, the state of Ohio's <laughs> aquatic health. <laughs> um, what's, what, is, what does that currently look like? And what can we do to help and support. Yeah. So I don't really know about, like, we don't really focus much on like the species, uh, mm -hmm. but I guess like overall, like the knowledge is like anything in the waterways, like, you know, pollution, plastic, anything like that is really going to affect it. Um, but yeah, I don't know exactly like the, you know, the state of the, the health. Of yeah. Everything. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I would imagine it's, it's still the same as like in the oceans, like anything in these waterways are going to like be bad for them. Um, yeah. You know, global warming, stuff like that, like temperatures yeah. rising and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't quite have an answer for that. one. <laughs> no, I appreciate your honesty. Cause I wouldn't know. Yeah. It's not every day I get somebody that's like around <laughs> people in Ohio's mm -hmm. water, you know, ways and involved in, you know, climate conservation. So I want to make sure I ask, but I can keep asking. Yeah. I know that would be That's a good thing do. to like I think focus on maybe get some of the animal lovers involved in the foundation and stuff like that yeah yeah oh that would be awesome <laughs> absolutely you'd, you'd come it, whatever event it might be I know you'd be there <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah um all right so let's talk about you being a college kid eating plant-based in college which I'm really excited to hear about this because very different than me eating plant-based in college in the early 2000s. And even I know, you know, I went to Kent State um, for grad school, which was from 09 to 12. 
And there were some options there. I didn't live there or anything, so that made it easier. But I remember after graduating, going back there to do stuff. And I remember seeing a sign that like said that they won an award from PETA for being like one of the top 10, like wow, and friendly schools or something. I was like, after I graduate, like, but, but it's awesome. You know, so that's great. So I am interested in hearing, you know, like, what your experience is it is you know as a college student and you know going out with friends and like all that social stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so I would say I haven't had like too tough of a time because like I know back when they you know grocery stores like they didn't sell like the stuff that they do now oh yeah like (laughs) the frozen section like it's like I feel like it's I'm very lucky with like what we have now Mm -hmm. um But yeah, like I, I never really ate meat much. Like I was so picky with it. I just didn't really enjoy it. So I feel like I didn't change much, like with what I would order and stuff. Like, you know, always you've got your, your salads with no meat on them, but um, you know, that does get tiring after a while. So I have found some like favorite places like grazers, love, love, love grazers. Um, We're getting that for dinner tonight. (laughs) I love it so much. So they have really good options. Um, Troy Mm -hmm. in downtown Kent as well. They have like great falafel and stuff. Yeah. And here is a fun fact. The people who own that, um, their daughters used to dance at the dance studio. So I knew them. Yep. It's um, the Troy is a Turkish street food like yeah. Mediterranean type. Um, so falafel, tabbouleh, hummus, that kind of stuff. And it's really good. And they're, they're from there. So it's like authentic. Yeah. yeah. It's delicious. fantastic. Yeah. So those are always my go-to for like restaurants. Cause like, I know like the vegetarian plant-based options are like delicious and like they're, I would rather have that than anything else. Um, but normally I feel like back, like in the dorms, I don't, I wasn't vegetarian yet when I was a freshman. So in the dorms, I didn't have that yet. Um, but then when I moved to the apartment, um, my sophomore year, um, I was plant-based vegetarian. So I, I feel like I always just bought food like that. Cause I was too afraid to like go to a place and then like, okay, I want the salad without chicken and I'm still paying $18 for it. Mm-hmm. Like let me just this at home. Like if I'm just going to get a salad. Um, so I feel like my go-to was just always eating stuff at home. Um, just buying like a bunch of fruits and veggies, you know, rice, stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I did eventually branch out when once I found like Troy and Grazers and I was like, this is delicious. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I ever was like feeling like I was spending like so much more money, like buying like fruits and veggies and stuff. Um, so I, I felt okay with, you know, trying to navigate that. Um, yeah. I also think that because I know you're, you're in the same city as me. So I eat at all the places you're talking about. So, um, we're very lucky because every restaurant in downtown Kent has vegan marked in their menus. They either, you know, they have multiple options. Um, there's a taco place down there. Well, there's several of them, but the one, um, Fresco, they don't charge you extra. You can make any of their meals vegan and they'll put guacamole and things like that on it without an extra charge. Like they'll swap Mm -hmm. it for you. Um, so we're very lucky because we're in a very diverse city that, um, you know, is very into that kind of stuff. A lot of it's, you know, like, uh, farm to table and, you know, Mm -hmm. homemade and, 
um, I feel very spoiled by it because, yeah. because then sometimes you go places and then you're like, oh my gosh, I can't find anything to eat. Like I forget them. Like we can yeah. go to any restaurant here, you know? Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, but I was curious cause I'm not on campus anymore. Yeah. Like what the like campus life mm-hmm. was like, and you know, like, um, like how do you navigate that with like friends and stuff? Are they all like cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, none of my friends are like vegan or vegetarian, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I don't have any trouble. They're also like, really like, they like support me hundred percent. Like we'll get like some food and they'll be like, Oh, I ordered, I got this part. Like it, since I'm, I'm not vegan. So they'll be like, Oh, it has just cheese on it. Um, so they're like super sweet about it. Um, yeah. Going out to eat. Like I never have problems. Luckily, I know like with family, um, like going out to eat, like we've gone to like the Cleveland area because my sister lives there now. Um, and there's been places where it's like, we have a couple options in one place. I have like one thing I could eat mm-hmm. and the other place has a couple. So I'm like, can we go there? And like, they're open to it. They understand. They always like check the menu first. So I'm very blessed for that. Um, so yeah, I feel like socially, I haven't had too much trouble just because nowadays it is like getting more common. It's just mm-hmm. like, there's at least a couple you know vegetarian type options at places um like the grocery stores even like they have the whole like um frozen section which is like it's not too expensive I don't really Mm -hmm. like the you know the veggie patties and the Mm -hmm. black bean patties and all that stuff like those are my go-to like at the grocery store as well yeah no I'm just I know we only have a few minutes left here okay so I'm nodding my head because I'm just a couple weeks in now doing dairy-free and yeah, <laughs> I'm blown away by a, my grocery bill really hasn't changed. It's changed because I'm, I'm excited and I'm trying some pre-made like frozen dairy-free options that I maybe wouldn't normally buy. Um, so my grocery bill's upticked a little bit because I'm excited <laughs> <laughs> with some of the things, um, with the prepackaged deals. But as far as like my meal planning and cooking at home, it's been kind of a breeze. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like going, um, sh- cause I didn't eat sugar for a year. So I feel like that was a lot more challenging. It was really hard on my body. Um, there was ups and downs. Like I had to keep my electrolytes up and watch my water. Like there was a lot of tracking, um, and like medical documentation. I feel like I was doing for myself, whereas going dairy free and just eating more plant-based, has just been nice. Yeah. It's just it's been it's like not yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I it blows my mind. Yeah. About how <laughs> calm and fun it's been and my family coming over and trying next milk and going, "Oh. Well, this is good. I drink this." You know, it, it's cool. <laughs> That's what I always tell to like my friends and family. I'm like, and like my, my boyfriend is open to trying some like the vegetarian stuff I eat. Um, but I'm like, guys, it's really like, I love it more than like this food I used to eat. You know, like, it's just, you feel so good after like a lot of these meals, like everything. Is, and then, you know, you're like being good for the environment. So it's like mentally you feel good about it. Oh too. yeah. You get, Oh, I'm all for the extra dopamine. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it where I can get it. <laughs> I also noticed just the like flavors, like, I feel like what I make now, like I, and I probably cook a lot more 
you know, than you do just yeah. because I cook all the meals and for, you know, our whole family and stuff. But I mean, I go through spices. Like I think Natalie and I talked about this, how like we like, I breeze through spices that I never used to. And like the flavor is just so more rich now because we're eating a lot more ethnic foods and, you know, I make Indian curry and I make sweet potato enchiladas and, you know, things like that, that, um, I think that once people get it out of their head, that they're not going to like it and they try it. And then they're like, Whoa, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's good stuff. Good food. (laughs) I feel like so many people are just like, Oh, and if you want to be plant-based, like all you can eat is like salad Salad. or like, (laughs) I don't know, a bunch of carbs or something. And it's like, yeah. it's like, it's so creative nowadays. And it's like, so it's just exciting. Like, honestly, how much like it's changed. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. Cause I've, I've been witness to all of the change yeah. and it's pretty incredible because I have a four-year-old who is vegan and has been since, you know, four days old. And there's, <laughs> there's nothing that, you know, like at school and stuff, if they're having something, I can supplement it for him. And there's nothing that I'm like, well, you just can't have that. Or you can never try that because they don't have a vegan option. Like he's, he's tried everything. It's really cool that he doesn't miss out. And he understands that, you know, like, like we had mother's day tea and they had donuts mm-hmm. and I didn't know they were going to have donuts or I would brought him one, but there were fruit and stuff. And he was totally fine with that. Actually, he loves tea so much that he just kept asking for more and more cups of tea. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's <laughs> going to have some bathroom issues <laughs> because that's all he wanted. He was like, well, I want to try this tea now. <laughs> so he, he didn't even care about the donuts, but you know, he'll ask, are those vegan? You know, he knows that now. And yeah, but it's just so cool that he can try all the same things. And, you know, I feel like he's not missing out. I'm not missing out. It's, it's incredible. So I'm so glad that we got to chat a little bit about how eating more plant-based has been for you as a college student, as it compares to Jess's college experience. Mm -hmm. And it's also so great to hear like how you're navigating it socially, because of course, Jess, as she raises her son to be, um, more open and to make his own decisions, it's nice to know that the, consciousness of like most people around is becoming more open to that. And that's super comforting, comforting. I think. I love that, that people are very accommodating to you and stuff. I love hearing that because, you know, when I first became just vegetarian, it was constant questions of like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Or like people being like, um, well, I got, you know, well, we got this pepperoni pizzas. Can't you just pick it off? You know, like things like that or like, well, we didn't know what to get. So, you know, maybe you can just bring something or, you know, like it was just very, um, not accepting. And it made me feel kind of ashamed for doing it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want people to even know, like, cause I felt like social anxiety about it. I hated going places and I didn't want people fussing over it. And I just, it's so nice to like hear, you know, and I know because this is the business we're in. So I know things are changing. I know just from interactions with my son and school and play dates and things like that. And sometimes I still get that like anxiety, you know, of like, oh, he has to go to a birthday party and they're going to ask me, you know, what can we get him? And then like, and then I have that instant anxiety of like from back then, you know, of like, it's okay. I'll take care of it. So I just, it's nice to be able to hear that from you, that 
things are changing and I think he's going to grow up in such a great space for that where he's not the weird vegan kid (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I think it is changing so much and like people are seeing that it's totally doable and it's it's better for the environment it's better for you like it's not it's not hard like so yeah I think it's it's definitely times are changing and it's nice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so one of my ways of learning about the environment is, you know, of course, following, you know, activists and things like that and conservationists. And one of my favorite types of an activist is an artist, (laughs) just in general. Like if you're an artist and you have some piece of like the earth or the environment or like community gardening empowerment, like sold. Hi, I love all your work. I don't even care what you do. So um, one of my favorite artists that really connects to Great Lakes Waterways. Her name is Geo Rutherford. And what she does is she explores like all the notions of invasiveness and permanence and like the unseen relation to the Great Lakes and like what she scavenges and finds on the beaches and on the coast, which is kind of cool. And she kind of touches on climate change, invasive species, of waters. She's actually out of Michigan. I wanted to, number one, share her work because I, artists always need their work shared. And two, I think you would really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And this is somebody that I think could use all of our support because Mm -hmm. I just love her stuff. She takes these things from the beach, sorts them by color or by some type of attribute and puts them in glass tubes and then labels them kind of like a story. And so if you get a box, I think she calls them books a box of glass tubes, as you lift up each tube, it's telling you a story of what was found in that lake um, or what was found in that area. And then there's lithographs of the like lakes that she found all of the artifacts in, like on the outside of each box, which is really cool too. Yeah, I pulled it up. It looks awesome. They're really different and interesting. And some of it's like really silly. Like she has a lot of green plastic that was found and she named that tube Ninja Turtles. I know, I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I just saw. Um, And then she has another tube with, I think those are fossils. Let me see. Of the snails from long ago. And that's listed like once upon a time. Yeah, that's really cool. Cause it like raises, especially with like the trash. Cause it's like, it was found off the beach. Like- displaying it you know in an artful way Mm -hmm. I actually just saw the other day someone who made rings out of sea glass as a kid I loved sea glass we would go to Lake Erie and like find it and that was before it was even called that or whatever so uh, these rings were really cool but I love that idea of you're cleaning the environment and bringing awareness to conservation and sustainability by doing so but then turning it into something beautiful Mm -hmm. a lot lot of jewelry makers do that kind of stuff like we talked about that Natalie you had a necklace that was made out of a bowling ball right yeah it's my Mm brother-in-law which is really fun like one of my favorite pieces of jewelry is from him isn't that cool he's so cool (laughs) yeah I didn't grow up I grew up with a younger brother so I think like the novelty of having an older brother is Mm. still like so cool to me Um, yeah. And I have some jewelry that's made out of like old silverware and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that's, it's cool that people can do that with their art. I like it. Yeah. No, I love that. Especially just like in general, like there's so many things that like even plastics, like it's not, it's going to be around forever. Like it's, 
you know, even if you throw it away, it's just going to break down, break down. It's still going to exist. So like getting different uses out of it, making art, jewelry, or just like reusing it in different ways, like, yeah. you know, mason jars as certain like little holders or like anything like that, just reusing stuff in different ways, I think is awesome. I wish more people did stuff like that. Me too. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting there. People are starting to become aware and it's a really good time that we live in, but mm -hmm. it's just going to get better from here. <laughs> I agree. So in summation, support your local waterways conservation efforts, clean up trash, buy local art, art that supports your local ecology and support your vegan and vegetarian college students. And by that, I mean, like when I lived in the dorms at the University of Akron, we would sometimes get, you know, pizza for the dorm. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have vegan options and vegetarian options for all of those kids mm -hmm. and gluten-free options and, you know, make sure <laughs> they're not like nut it, yeah. contaminated. Like that needs to be like, let's, let's take care of them. They're studying really hard in a time that's really awkward and weird. Mm -hmm. So feed them well so they can navigate. Thanks. I feel like we could have talked to you like all day. This was fantastic. Yeah, this was so nice. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the show. We would love for you to follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. Your support will help our nonprofit be able to do more good in the world. See you next time.